Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. How are you? I am feeling good and calm and centered most of the time. (laughs) Lately, I've really been in the flow of things and noticing small synchronicities and little moments of magic line up for me, which is so much fun. Do you remember in the episode with Katie Dalebout when she talked about feeling sparkly. That is definitely the vibe that I'm in right now, and it's so, so lovely. I was just catching up with a few friends the other day, and I was like, yeah, things are good. I'm happy. Things are good. And it's so interesting to like watch yourself when you're in that kind of place say those kind of things with just the smallest flavor of like dread or hesitation or apology even to feel sorry for feeling good is I think something that must be ingrained in us in culture because it's certainly not something that my children were born with. When they feel good, they feel good. And when they feel bad, they feel bad. And they don't really tend to have many feelings about their feelings. Um, And it's just interesting, right, to watch them. They're two and a half and four and a half, so they're still very little. And to just see how they are unapologetically themselves in the moment. And it's not to say that they don't have a wide range of feelings, because they definitely do. If anything, their range is much, much wider than anything I experience on a day-to-day basis. But, you know, I think that's also being in flow. They're very much just flowing from one thing to the next. They don't dwell too much. And that's something that I really want to continue to examine and embody when it feels right and just kind of watch them be them. And with myself, when I find myself saying like, oh, I'm so good right now. Things are really good leaving it there and letting it be and not having to turn that rock over and look underneath and be like, well, things are really good now because things were really bad a while ago and I was due for some good luck. I was due for some synchronicities. You know, that's not really, I don't think, the way that life works. I don't think it's this like tally system and evening out that when things are good, then you're due for something bad. Um, But I think that that's a feeling. That's some sort of information that we picked up somewhere that sometimes we hold on to. And so if you're feeling that way, I invite you to drop that. I invite you to let it go. I invite you to look at it And you can take it apart into a million little pieces and look at it and examine it 
and see if any of that information serves you. Where did you pick that up? How did you find out about that? Why do you think that there's a tally system and an evening out and when something good happens and something bad is also bound to happen? If you can gain some insight and clarity that is helpful, great. And if not, just play, just experiment, just try dropping it, letting it go, not letting that be a part of your story. And if for some reason you really, really miss that data point, you really, really want it back, I'm sure you could pick it up again. Um, But it might be fun to play with, not keeping track so much, not determining when it's a good time to dread and just kind of being in, being in the flow, being in the moment, being in the calm and the centered place. And if you're not there, allowing yourself to be where you are. I want to talk a little bit, even before we get into the heart of the episode, about using intuition to overcome overwhelm. Because overwhelm is a feeling, I'm going to tell you all about it, but it is a feeling that is super familiar to me. And I was starting to get that feeling of being overwhelmed last night. It was after we were finishing up dinner. There was a ton of dishes in the sink. It wasn't even, I wasn't even doing the dishes. My husband was doing the dishes, but there was just so many dishes and there's Christmas cards on the table that I need to sort through and put up. There's a mountain of presents that need to get wrapped. First world problems, I know. Um, But there was, you know, I was just starting to get that feeling of overwhelm of like that tally system of like, oh my gosh, there's all these things that I need to do. And I just want to work on my podcast. I just want to get ready for my client call. There's all these things that I need to do for my family, for my obligation. But then there's also this huge list of things that I want to do. And I have felt this feeling of being overwhelmed many, many, many times before. Growing up, I felt it when I had a lot of schoolwork and then also pressure to do well in swimming. I was a competitive swimmer from the age of seven up until through college. And I so I always had multiple areas of focus, multiple responsibilities, school and swimming were hand in hand. And I know a lot of people experience passions and interests and things that they have on their plate from a very young age. And I definitely felt this like drive and the desire, which is still very innate within me, to be good, to do well. And I also had that feeling of like the plates kind of stacking up of like, okay, what I got schoolwork to do, I got to swim, and I also got to take care of my body, I got to eat well, I got to sleep enough, all of this stuff from a very, very young age. And that continued all the way into college when I felt 
that same pressure juggling swimming and school. And then I quit swimming, which was a huge feeling of overwhelm of like, oh my gosh, my identity. I've been a swimmer. I mean, I'm leading this story with how important swimming is. I'm a swimmer. That's my whole identity. And then I quit swimming. And who am I now? And I was very, I was kind of aimless for a while. I didn't have an anchor. And then you know what? I poured myself into work. I became very involved in campus leadership and I was on different teams and clubs and hosting events, leadership events, facilitating trainings in college, which is so funny to think about now doing what I'm doing. Uh, Because I was like standing up in front of a classroom of like-minded college students talking about privilege was one of the (laughs) workshops I taught about and about leadership and the seven habits of highly effective people. I did a whole seven-week series on Stephen Covey's book. And so it's just kind of funny to think about that now. But juggling work, I also worked. Like I had a full-time, not a full-time job, but I worked for a company doing payroll And my freshman year of college, which is just, again, so I was working remotely. Um, So I don't know why I just have that personality that picks up things and wants to do a lot. It's just been part of who I am. But overwhelm has always been that steady companion with that desire to do a lot of different things. In my career, especially starting out after college, I felt overwhelmed when my manager's expectations were high and then my expectations were even higher and I would worry about whether or not I could meet those expectations, do everything that I wanted to do. I also had a tendency to kind of do things to the extreme in my early career. So I always wanted to be the best. I always wanted to do more and try harder. And my worthiness was all wrapped up in how many hours I spent at the office. And that totally led to feeling overwhelmed. And in motherhood, I felt overwhelmed in my early days with newborns, especially, especially my first. And, you know, the hormones are settling back to where, you know, they they might land. Hormones are very fickle creatures, but super, super helpful and important, right? We need them. But when they are not totally settled, things can be really tricky because it's like you're looking through the lens of misaligned hormones. And so every little thing for me felt like a big deal. And I was very sensitive to like things, stuff, piled up in corners that's like a trigger for me is like if I am especially nursing underneath like holding a baby and there's stuff in the corner and I can see it it's like a pile of laundry or a stack of papers or some toys or whatever I get that like feeling that tickly itchy really uncomfortable feeling of overwhelm that like I should be doing more And so, yeah, Overwhelm and I have been steady companions for a long, long time. But last night, in that moment of feeling it kind of walk towards me, I saw Overwhelm. I saw it. I was like, oh, hey, I see you. You're coming for me. And I could feel the words in my mouth. I almost said, I'm feeling super overwhelmed. But I didn't say it. Instead, I took a few breaths, 
really focusing on that exhale, and I watched that wave of overwhelm pass. So none of the actual circumstances in my life changed from one breath to the next, from seeing that coming to watching it pass by, but something totally changed within me, and I just felt that energy shift. I am. I just am. I am. I am. I am. I am not overwhelmed. Overwhelm is something that can pass through me in that moment. It didn't have a hold of me, and I'm not making any grand proclamations here. I'm not saying that I will never, ever be overwhelmed again, but I am saying, like, I have your number now, and I can see you coming, and even that awareness, that tuning into what things feel like when they are coming towards you and being able to recognize that, breathe it, and be in it and be like, okay, this is a familiar feeling. I am sensing you overwhelm. And I just am. I am. I am not any one particular thing. I just am. Gosh, it felt so unique. (laughs) But I hope that that's the feeling that becomes familiar, right? That like, oh, I see this coming and I'm not going to let it hold me. I can just watch it pass on through. It's not that I didn't experience momentarily a feeling of like, oof, things are a lot right now. There's a lot going on. True, totally true. But I'm not in this moment. It doesn't have a hold on me. So this awareness, that shift has bubbled up from working with my intuition or what you might hear other people, even myself call the inner voice. So over the summer, I went through a training to become a certified inner voice facilitator that is taught by Jess Lively. You might be familiar with Jess. You might not. She is a woman about my age. She has traveled the world in recent years. She's born and raised in the Midwest. She used to be a blogger. Then she became a podcaster. She's pretty heavily studied in spirituality, in manifestation, in the law of attraction, and Abraham Hicks is kind of where she bubbled up into this awareness, but she has been working with her own inner voice for many, many years, and then she started doing client sessions, and through that experience of helping her clients get into their inner voice and listen to their intuition, she developed a training program. She's hosted it now two rounds. I was in the second round, and if you're curious or interested in what it would be like to become a certified inner voice facilitator, email me. I think she's lining up to do another training here in the new year, and I found it to be life-changing. I have shifted my entire business because of the training, so I really enjoyed it, and I would be happy to share my thoughts and if you have any questions at all. And since completing the certification, I've been coaching people one-on-one through intuition sessions. And I think right now I'm at like 25 sessions that I've facilitated this December alone. So I'm really, really into it. I'm in the middle of it right now and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's the most lovely, easy, 
but like deeply connected work that I've ever done. Talk about that word easy. Ever since that episode, like it's just like at the forefront of a lot for me. And sometimes when we say easy, it like doesn't have that like gravity to it. So it is really profound work, but it feels so good and easy for the client and for me, which I'm so, so happy to have found something that feels that way. So today's episode is all about intuition, what it is, how to connect with it, how to start trusting it, how to act on the messages you receive, and also what it's like to work with people like me in case you're interested in booking a session and you want to know more what that's like. So before I dive into all that, I do want to tell you more about this overwhelm story because there's a bit more kind of behind that moment that I experienced last night. In my training, the inner voice facilitator training, Jess Lively taught us about releasing emotional beanbags. And this comes from a teaching of Eckhart Tolle. He calls it the pain body. And you could really call it stress and tension in the body. I mean, there's like a lot of different ways you can refer to this. But no matter what, it's this concept that the body holds on to emotions and old, trapped, stuck, stagnant feelings and stories and stores them physically or energetically in the body. And the body can release them, we can release them with our awareness and our breath. By bringing your attention to that emotional beanbag into the pain body, you can breathe with full intention and watch that emotional beanbag get smaller and smaller and release. And Jess has never taught how to do this on a podcast episode. It's not something that she really believes is for us to just like do on our own first try. And I tend to agree. I mean, you can do whatever you want with your breath and your awareness. You are a, you know, totally in charge of yourself. So you can try it if what I said makes sense, but I know for sure if you've had a session with me, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you felt it in your body. And so it really helps to have someone walk you through this process in a session. My release BB sessions are perfectly tailored for this process. We spend the entire session really focused in on those emotional beanbags. And if you do a different session with me and an emotional beanbag comes up, I also walk you through that process because we want to clear that energy that's safe and ready to be released. And so I want to tell you a little bit about a session that I did when I was the client. It was during my training this summer, and my inner voice said that overwhelm to me is like a wild horse laying on my chest, Ugh, which feels so dramatic to my mind. My mind is like, gosh, that is like a really intense visual and I have no like personal relationship to horses or anything like that. Like I think they're cool creatures, but I've never really ridden a horse and never owned a horse, whatever. So in that session, when my inner, we were talking about beanbags, 
the facilitator was helping me scan my body to see if there were any emotional beanbags that were ready to go. And there was just this feeling of like an imprint of where a wild horse used to be. Like you would, if you saw on the dirt that there was like an imprint of where the horse was laying, that's how my chest felt. So there wasn't an in the moment feeling of the horse on me, but there was like an awareness that this is where the horse lays is on my chest. And, you know, overwhelm can feel like a big thing right on your chest. And so we breathed through it and released that shadow of the feeling. And the facilitator also asked, you know, some questions of my inner voice about what does that mean? And what should she do when she feels overwhelmed? And I told you in Tuesday's episode about doing one thing at a time. And that's where this message started from my intuition was, if you want to let that wild horse run, you really need to do one thing at a time. And now with that knowledge of that feeling within me, with that story within me, that visualization, that analogy of the horse, letting it run, not trying to hold on to it, not gripping the reins, not like trying to hold on for dear life while that horse runs, but just letting it run, letting it be, letting overwhelm go and be overwhelmed and me be me. That has really shifted my attention and my awareness when those feelings come up. So when I feel that similar sense of overwhelm like I did last night, I see that horse wild and running. And last night I released it and I just let it go. And I think I'm coming to this point now where I understand that for me in my life experience, it's totally okay to have a lot going on. And my mind might have certain feelings about that. But my inner voice can help guide me back to center, back into the moment. And I don't have to let those feelings run away. Of course, I can do that, right? I can let the feelings run away. I can run away with the feelings. I can get wrapped up in it. Totally, totally fine. Part of the human experience. But then holding myself with compassion and sitting with it and being like, okay, that's fine. You're all right. Everything's okay. And doing that too. So either way, I think we eventually feel our feelings. We can like avoid them or we can face them or we can do a mixture of both, but eventually we feel them, right? And so this story that I'm sharing with you hopefully resonates in some way. It's made a big difference in my life, even just in that small, small moment um, where I'm just kind of like letting things go a little bit more. So let's talk about intuition some more since we're talking around it. It's kind of hard to like talk in it. It's really easy to talk around intuition, but it's hard to like get into the center of intuition and talk about it. And I think that's because everybody experiences it differently and experiences it internally. And so I can't get in, crawl inside you and be like, okay, so here's a map of your body and here's a map of your awareness and you're going to feel and know and see and understand understand things right here and point exactly to the spot, right? Everybody's going to have a different interpretation of all of this. 
But really, we have different interpretations of everything. That's just how we experience the world. If you've been in a room and watched kind of a scene unfold, everybody in that scene is going to have a different viewpoint, a different perspective. And so it's kind of all the same thing. But when it comes to intuition, I was doing a Google search to find a quote that I wanted to anchor this episode to. And here's what I found. In the book, Women Who Run With the Wolves, Clarissa Pinkola Estes says, practice listening to your intuition, your inner voice. Ask questions. Be curious. See what you see. Hear what you hear. And then act upon what you know to be true. These intuitive powers were given to your soul at birth. I have to read that again. You know I like to repeat myself when it comes to a good quote. So listen to this one more time. Practice listening to your intuition, your inner voice. Ask questions. Be curious. See what you see. Hear what you hear. And then act upon what you know to be true. These intuitive powers were given to your soul at birth. That's it. That's the whole thing. I could just drop the mic here, end the episode. I'm pretty sure I have to go read that book now. I've definitely seen it. I'm sure some of you have read it. But that's that's it. Earlier in the season, in episode 35, I talked about trusting your intuition. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet, I'll link to it in the show notes at KayleenElise.com because it really covers some of the like basics of intuition. But what I want you to know is that intuition is a part of you. The same way that like your foot is a part of you and your heart is a part of you and your brain is a part of you and your thoughts you think come through you, come to you, are from you, your intuition is the same. Your intuition is your inner voice, your inner wisdom. And lately I've been hearing a lot of people refer to their inner voice, their intuition in a way that makes it separate from them. Sort of like how you might say, I was talking to my brother and XYZ, or my neighbor brought me blah, 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 or I decided to go to lunch and my friend bought my lunch. Like in that same way, you might hear someone say, my inner voice said blah, blah, blah. And I do that same thing. So I'm not specifically calling people out and excluding myself. I do it. It's totally okay. But I want to acknowledge that this is you. Your intuition is you. It's the deepest, most true part of you. And I'd venture to say it's even more true, even more you than the mind's thoughts that run your everyday life. Like when you sit down to meditate or when you just like allow yourself to separate from your thoughts and you watch them run, 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 Does that feel like you or does that feel like the mind being busy, just a little busy, a little extra busy sometimes, a little hopped up on busy? That's that's the mind's job. And 
When it comes to intuition and tapping into your inner voice and really working with your inner wisdom, sometimes there's this like tendency and desire to separate from the mind and be like, oh, the mind is being ridiculous. And like, she's just gonna be ridiculous because that's her role. And the inner voice's role is to be that calm, steady, well of wisdom, the like deep, easy, calm part of you. And they each have their own flavors and voices. Every inner voice is going to be different. But the way that I'm seeing this now, the analogy that is coming to me is that the intuition is kind of like the highway where the information travels to you. So stick with me and see if this resonates or connects something to you that feels true. But the actual data could be coming straight from the universe, straight from God. It could be coming from your highest self or your spirit guides, your guardian angels. It could be coming from Mother Earth herself. It could be coming from the moon or the sun or the air. It could be coming from your mind. Maybe, you know, our minds are thought machines. But If something's coming through to you in this soul-connected, aligned way, through the intuition, through that channel, through that highway, if the information, the words, the images feel good, feel aligned, feel supportive, feel true and easy... That's really what I'm looking for when it comes to connecting to my intuition. It's not like the specific words that I'm looking for. It's not the sound that I'm listening for. It's not images. It's that feeling. And I think, again, everybody's going to experience this differently. So what feels right and true to you is for you to explore and examine and find out. But if this idea of that highway and not really judging where that information comes from, but Really, the toll to get through is, do you feel good? Do you feel true? Do you feel calm? And if the answer is yes, then we trust it. Then we allow it. If it's no, if it's like, no, actually, that's kind of sketchy. That's sketchy intel. Okay, then ask questions. Then be curious. Then look deeper and see if you can identify, is the mind having an issue with that? Or... Is my soul not really aligned with that? And just kind of playing with it. You can use your intuition in work, in motherhood, in love, in laundry. It's really hard to come up with a situation where your intuition won't be useful. In work, you can use it in small ways, like what to do next, and in big ways, like when you ask for a raise or a promotion. I think some people are accustomed to using their intuition for big decisions. That's certainly how I've used it historically in my life. The big, huge decisions I've made, work or otherwise, have been what I would call, you know, quote-unquote guided. And so far, the area that would be maybe the more challenging one for me is using my intuition in everyday life, like when to work or what email to answer and 
you know, I think that just comes with practice and it comes with playing with it and trusting it and like remembering you can look left or you can look right. You can check in with your mind or you can check in with your intuition. You can check on both, right? You look both ways before crossing the street. So maybe you look both ways before checking an email. Look to your mind, look to your intuition. Coast is clear, move forward. Everything feels aligned, keep going. In motherhood, you've heard about mother's intuition, and I think that that is super true, though our current society's views on motherhood include like a humongous pile of stories and shoulds and expectations and other people's opinions and all that crap really muddles the information. It's like you piled a heap of garbage onto that intuition highway. And so now you're having to navigate a whole new life with a little person or let's say motherhood later on in life. You're navigating a new phase, a new issue, a new concern, a new triumph, a new opportunity with your child, and you've got like a bunch of trash on the road. You have to clear that trash to be able to decipher what is the wisdom, what is actually helpful, what is the truth for you in the situation. So if you're getting data and inputs from all over the place, like Googling questions you have every time there's like some sort of scary concern or talking to your neighbors or your family members and really just like gathering information from everywhere else, which is something that we do a lot in motherhood and parenting. What if you turned inward first, checked in with yourself, look left, look right, what feels aligned, what feels true, diving in deep. You can use your intuition in parenting in a million ways. But really, I think the first thing is to like just check in with you. Are you okay? What do you need? What does your child need? Okay, and so in love and laundry, I'm really just playing a little and showing you that there's like a wide, wide range of things that you can do to tune into your inner voice, that you can play with. If folding the laundry is something you typically hate doing or that never gets done in a timely way, it could be an amazing topic to tune into your intuition about. You could journal about it. You could talk to your inner voice in the shower or ask questions on a walk and just be like, how can I make laundry an easier, more enjoyable experience? And just see what information comes to you. Maybe you listen to a podcast. Maybe you do it at a different time every day. Maybe you do it at the same time once a week. It's going to look different for everybody and it might look different for you from one week to the next, but there is wisdom there for you to play with, for you to tune into and for you to explore. One thing that's for sure is that getting still and quiet will help you hear your intuition, especially when you're new or when you're really busy or you have a lot going on. Really any time, there's going to be a time in this practice where it becomes very, very easy to tune into your inner voice. And I think just like the ocean, that's going to ebb and flow. There's going to be waves of time where you're super dialed in, you're super tapped in. And then there's going to be times where you feel like crickets, like you're not hearing anything. 
So getting still and quiet will help. It just will. I mean, just think about any time you're trying to do anything, sitting, going slow, breathing, playing with it, not taking yourself too seriously, laughing, enjoying when your inner voice is silly or plays with you. It's okay to like laugh back when you feel those moments of synchronicity or you feel alignment. Thank it. Thank yourself. Thank the universe, whatever. Just acknowledge and be in awareness of when things are going well and when things feel challenging. But getting still and quiet will help because for that same trash on the highway analogy, when you are sitting quiet, when you're driving down the freeway at 3 a.m., it's pretty quiet, or 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. at sunrise, it's quiet. It's easier to see what's coming. And so the same thing is true. Getting still and quiet will help. Try it. Let me know. So I want to tell you just a little bit about what it's like to work with an intuition coach and walk you through the different offerings that I currently have available. I'm booking for January right now, my December calendar. I mean, it's basically the end of December with the holidays and stuff. My January calendar is filling up. And so first off, what is it like to work with an intuition coach? It's quite delightful. (laughs) It's very, very nice. You don't really have to do much as the client. You book the session, you show up. My recommendation is that you make yourself as cozy and comfortable as possible. You turn off your cell phone alarms and alerts. You get somewhere where you can be like alone. I've had clients take their calls from the car because that's like the only place where they can really be alone and uninterrupted. So wherever you feel coziest, in bed with a blanket on. Sometimes I have night sessions available so you can do it at like 8.30 and then go straight to bed if that feels like best for you. The morning is also a great time and so is the afternoon. There really isn't a wrong time for a session. It's just whatever fits best for your schedule and whatever feels most aligned. You know, really tuning into your inner voice to begin with and being like, hey, is this something that will be beneficial to me and seeing what comes through. But in an actual session, we dive right into it. So there isn't a lot of chit chat. I don't like ask you about your problems. We don't even go to the mind. We really are focusing on that intuition, on that inner voice for the entirety of the session. It's always on audio, so there's no video, but I do record the audio so you can listen back to it. So the mind can take notes and really listen and see what happened in the session and figure out how you as the mind and the intuition want to integrate that information into your everyday life. And through the session, there is a lot of guided inquiry. I ask questions of your intuition, and then we both sit back and breathe and listen to what comes through. And especially if you're getting started, but even if you've been doing this for a really, really long time, it is so nice to have someone else hold your hand and walk you through it. 
I always make the analogy that it's like getting a massage because if you are like into taking care of your body and your wellness, you might have a foam roller or you might know that like, hey, it's a good idea to stretch and you might feel like I never really stretch as good as I need to. But if you go to a massage, you can just lay on the table and let the therapist work on you. You just breathe and relax and allow and try not to clench your muscles too tight, but really just let them work. The same thing is kind of true in a session with me. You breathe, you allow, you listen. I do the heavy lifting, which isn't very heavy at all. And just ask questions of your intuition, of your inner voice. And so I wanted to talk you through just really briefly what the different sessions are that I have available. So you can kind of get a little bit more details from me. All of this information is available at KayleenAlise.com forward slash coaching. That's where you go to read the session descriptions and to book your session. So the 90 minute session is the intuition plus and it is a deep dive into your intuition for 90 minutes to really help you gain a deep understanding of your intuition, of your inner voice. To spend 90 minutes in that space is just so beautiful, so magical And I really work to get you actionable next steps for everyday life. So it isn't just like this feel-good experience, but also gaining information for you to use after the call in your everyday life. And this session comes with personalized journal prompts and affirmations that really align to what we learn in the session. And then, of course, you also get the recording so you can listen back to it. And with that 90-minute session, I kind of encourage people to take it, that listening back, kind of as it flows. So you can kind of use it as a meditation or while you're walking or sitting with your journal. But you don't have to listen to that whole 90 minutes all the way through. You can just kind of take it piece by piece. The strengthen session is a 55 minute session where we deepen the connection to your inner voice to help you learn how to trust what you hear. And we go through different exercises that really help you get into that practice and access your inner wisdom. And that session comes with a reflect and reference PDF that is going to help you as you're listening back, gather the data that you want to hold on to, that you want to integrate. And it's just this strengthen session is really, really fun. People really enjoy it. They're all fantastic, of course. I do not have a favorite. But the release BB is that 44-minute session that I mentioned earlier to help you release old emotions and let go of tired thoughts and really make space for calm and let go of any resistance and step into flow. That session comes with a guided meditation and it is really, really good to book when you're going through something. So like before COVID, when I was going to the acupuncture and all of that, (laughs) or the chiropractor, I would book my chiropractor or my acupuncturist when I had something going on, right? Like I wasn't in a everyday maintenance phase with either of those practitioners. I was really in like when I have a migraine, I would book with my acupuncturist. And so the release BB can become that. You can do a session whenever you feel called. If you're just like, I think I need to talk to Kayleen and I have some beanbags I want to release, then book a session. But if you 
are going through something or find yourself triggered or like my example from last night, you feel overwhelmed coming, but it does grab you. You hop on that horse and you are on a wild ride. Book a session and let's get into it. Let's just get there and help yourself uncover and release those beanbags that are safe and ready to release. I also have a package where you can sign up for all three sessions, the Intuition Plus, the Strengthen, and the Release BB. You bundle it together and you get to save a little bit of money so you get more expansion for less cost. And then also I offer a discovery call for 22 minutes. We can hop on a phone and just get a little bit into what your questions are and that's totally free. So if you're feeling called, if you're feeling aligned to work with me, I would love to talk to you in the new year. So just book a session or book a discovery call. And if you need a business reset in 2021, I have something fun that I want to share with you as I'm wrapping up today's podcast. My bestie, Christy Lepley, and I are teaming up for a super exciting offer in January. She's a social media coach who helps women business owners feel aligned and empowered to sell online. And you might remember her because she has been on this podcast this season. I did an interview with her. I'll link to that interview in the show notes. And in January, she's offering a Ambitious Soul 2021 business reset. It's a six-week coaching program. There's only 10 spots available. It's $777 to join. And the kickoff call is on January 3rd. The exciting thing for me about this offering is that I will be there on that first call to help the participants set intentions and connect to intuition at the very beginning of the new year and at the beginning of this program so that you can really find that centered, calm place in yourself and in your business, in the work that you do. When you join, you'll not only get amazing support from Christy, she has a whole amazing package that is ready for you to check out. Just go to ambitioussoul.co forward slash coaching for all the details. You also get a 55-minute intuition session with me to release any mental blocks that could be holding you back. So if you've really been wanting to work with me, but you're very focused on your business and all of your expenses and everything that you do is like really, really, really in your business right now, then this could be the perfect thing because not only are you gonna get to work with me for a session, but you'll also get to work with Christy for six weeks. And she is just such a pro on social media, on Instagram, and on not feeling gross about selling. She has a very long and established career in the corporate world. She is an amazing saleswoman. And she's also very into feeling aligned and being connected to the universe and to your soul's purpose. And so she brings that soul to the ambition and to the drive and to you want, what you want to accomplish. So I think that it's a really exciting opportunity. You should totally check it out. Again, just visit ambitioussoul.co forward slash coaching to sign up or to connect with Christy if you have any questions. And she's also on Instagram if you're not already following her. 
that's a great place for you to see like what she's all about. She's ambitioussoul.co on Instagram as well, and she has a podcast. So I'll link to all of that in the show notes for today's episode at kayleenelise.com. And if this sounds exciting and aligned for you, I'm really excited to work with you in the new year. I've also got some stuff that I'm cooking up, but I'm not really going to launch anything January 3rd. So if you're just like itching to get started and really want to have that aligned reset for the new year, then definitely check it out. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at KayleenElise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.